I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, March 2nd. A woman convicted of murder in Brazil was arrested by ICE officials in Quincy on Monday. Linaria Aparecida Pereira Sandoval, 29 years old, is the subject of a criminal warrant issued by Brazilian authorities. Immigration and Customs Enforcement said she had applied for a change in her immigration status with U.S. authorities in April of 2021, but failed to disclose information about the criminal charges she was facing at the time. She was convicted of murder, desecration of a corpse, and vehicle theft by the court in Brazil in September of 2021. She was sentenced in absentia in the city of Campos Altos, located in the state of Minas Gerais in Brazil. Pereira Sandoval was arrested without incident. She will remain in ICE custody pending the outcome of an immigration court hearing. A man in a wheelchair is suspected of breaking into two homes in Quincy, including one where a woman was home early yesterday. Quincy police say 37-year-old David Atardo of South Boston is believed to have broken into 195 C Street on House Neck at about 1.30 yesterday morning, confronting a woman who screamed, causing him to flee. A police canine caught up with Atardo on C Street, where he told police he lived at 64 Braintree Avenue. Police went to that house and learned that it was also broken into. Neighbors told police that home had been vacant for five years and that Atardo used to live there. Atardo was arrested on five outstanding warrants. Police are still investigating to see if he'll be charged with those break-ins. A man crossing a street in Brockton died after being hit by at least one SUV Tuesday night. Investigators are looking to identify a white Jeep Wrangler, which appeared to hit the man while he was already on the ground and then drive off. The victim has now been identified as 70-year-old Leland Thompson from Brockton. Police say he was hit about 6 p.m. on North Quincy Street. A Buick Enclave hit Thompson, according to prosecutors, but that driver stopped and tried to stop traffic. That's when the other SUV, a white Jeep Wrangler, appeared to hit Thompson around his legs. They did not share information about the vehicle or specify what kind of contact it made with Thompson, including whether it's believed to have contributed to his death. The driver is also being sought. Prosecutors said Thompson was rushed to South Shore Hospital in Weymouth, where he was pronounced dead. The estate of a man who was dragged to his death when his arm became stuck in the door of a red line train last April is suing the MBTA. 39-year-old Robinson Leyland of Dorchester died after being dragged into the track area as the train left the Broadway station in April of 2022. The lawsuit filed yesterday accuses the agency of carelessness and negligence, saying that employees didn't make significant efforts to make sure all passengers were clear of the doors, which they say should have been done by leaning out beyond the side of the car to see that no one's in a position to be struck by the closing doors. It also claims that the T failed to properly inspect, repair, and monitor its equipment. Leyland got his right arm stuck in the door and was dragged more than 100 feet along the platform onto a lower surface near the tracks. He was pronounced dead at the scene. 
According to the NTSB, the door system did not perform properly that night, leading to the tragedy. Structural engineers are working to determine why an insulation panel fell from the ceiling of a red line platform at the Harvard station. An MBTA spokesperson said the Transit Authority immediately dispatched personnel to the southbound platform at Harvard once they were alerted to the situation last evening. That area of the red line platform has been cordoned off while structural engineers inspect the ceiling. As part of the inspection process, a second insulation panel was removed from the ceiling. The T says the incident did not cause any injuries, but one rider tweeted that he had a close call. Meantime, the T tweeted out last night that shuttle buses were replacing Blue Line train service between the Wonderland and Revere Beach stations due to an overhead wire problem near Wonderland. Two hours later, the T said Blue Line train service between Wonderland and Revere Beach had been restored. The law passed in memory of Yarmouth Police canine Nero as departments all across the state in training. Nero's law requires all first responders to learn life-saving skills for dogs serving in police departments. Nero was shot in 2018 and the law at that time did not allow him to be transported in an ambulance. The new law lays out protocols and what first responders need to learn. Inside the Marshfield Fire Department, first responders are learning how to assess, treat, and transport police canines. Marshfield Animal Hospital veterinarian Dr. Jeffrey Barrow is leading the training. The training is mandated under the newly passed law named after Yarmouth police canine Nero, who was shot in 2018. The Marshfield Animal Hospital teaches how to administer CPR, first aid, and how to be ready for anything possible. Dr. Barrow says first responders already know all the treatments. His team is just helping them apply them to canines. When Nero was shot, he was not allowed to be transported in an ambulance, and that did turn into a longer time for him to be treated. The training was supposed to be completed across the state last month, but a one-year extension was given so agencies could train by extra equipment. Officials say Nero is doing great, now seven years old, he is retired, and living with Sergeant Sean Gannon's widow, Dara, Nero still has the bullet in him. Governor Healy unveiling a proposed $55.5 billion state budget yesterday, a plan that increases spending by more than 4% over the current fiscal year and offers insight into the governor's priorities during her first year as the state's chief executive. One of the priorities is Healy's campaign promise to cover the cost of community college for all residents aged 25 and older who have not yet earned a college degree or industry credential. The program would offer students financial support to help cover the cost of tuition, fees, books, and supplies, as well as provide funding for career and support services. The $20 million proposal, which Healy dubbed Mass Reconnect during her campaign last year, would also include investments in other education and workforce development programs and apprenticeship initiatives. Democratic Senate President Karen Spilka has called for the state to make community college free for all students. 
Healy's budget also outlines how she thinks the state should spend an estimated billion dollars in extra revenue. The state's expected to collect this year after voters last November approved a so-called millionaire tax amendment to the state constitution that imposes a 4% surtax on the portion of an individual's income that exceeds a million dollars. The new spending is split nearly evenly between transportation and education programs in Healy's budget proposal. State regulators have approved additional gas supply rate reductions and customers will see lower costs beginning this month and lasting until May. The State Department of Public Utilities announced this week its approval of rate reductions for Eversource Gas of Massachusetts and Boston Gas Company doing business as National Grid gas customers. On average, the decreases will result in a monthly bill decrease of about 10% for a typical residential heating customer. Eversource serves about 300,000 customers. National Grid serves about 950,000. National Grid and Eversource Gas of Massachusetts previously lowered gas supply rates effective February 1st and December 1st of last year. The DPU said the newest rate decreases are due to updated forecasts in customer usage and the market-based price of natural gas over the course of the winter period. Extra COVID-19 pandemic-era SNAP benefits have come to an end for residents who use the program in Massachusetts. About 630,000 Massachusetts homes have been relying on SNAP emergency allotments since March of 2020, which has allowed them to receive maximum benefits. According to the state, on average, each family will receive about $151 per month less in benefits. Those families will receive their final additional payment today, and then regular benefits will resume. State has launched a new website to help affected families navigate the changes. Meantime, lawmakers in the House are working on a new bill that includes $130 million to add a few more months of expanded benefits to the program. The draft also includes $65 million for the Universal School Meals Program. Yesterday, the House passed a supplemental budget that would extend SNAP benefits. It now heads to the Senate. The reigning champions of public television's high school quiz show will return to the TV screen Saturday as North Quincy High School takes on St. Joseph Prep in the first round of competition. The show will air Saturday at 6 p.m. on public television and also stream on YouTube. High School Quiz Show pits high schools from around the state against each other in trivia competitions. The local high schools are two of 17 teams that beat out dozens of others from across the state in a qualifying round. The qualifying teams compete in televised tournament rounds until one team claims the title. The North Quincy High School Quiz Bowl team defeated Andover last year to win the competition. Last year's North Quincy team consisted of juniors John Thomas Malvesti, Caitlin Vu, Dominique Dang, Peter Romeo, Sophie Nareen, and Nicholas Enbar Solo. Those same students are competing again this season. Check of business news. This morning, stocks are mixed. The Dow was up 5, the Nasdaq down 76, and the S&P fell 18. Asian markets are also mixed. The dollar rose, the euro was down, oil at $77 a barrel.
Sports Celtics beat the Cavaliers 117 to 113. They'll host the Nets tomorrow night at 7.30. Tonight, the Bruins host the Sabres at 7. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, some scattered rain showers, maybe some uh, breaks later today. High 48 degrees, partly cloudy tonight, low of 32. Tomorrow, mix of clouds and sun with a high of 45. It's like a wintry mix here on Saturday. Maybe a couple of inches of a slushy accumulation and a high 35 degrees. Sunday, partly cloudy, high 43. For the boater today, waves 2 to 3 feet. A light easterly wind becomes northwest later today, high tide 7.37 a.m. Sunrise 6.17 and set at 5.34. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, March 2nd.